songs that just some of them speak to my heart and your heart i know when my wife was going through uh breast cancer and and had uh, two surgeries she has to have had to have she had songs to to this day just comfort her that uh, god gave her during that time so father we thank you that you give men and women gifts to write songs anointed by the holy spirit that touch us that that comfort us that encourage us that guide us thank you father for that thank you for your special anointing that uh, that falls upon us when we hear your word in song so thank you father for that in jesus name amen you may be seated um, today is going to be a little bit of a special day uh, in that I'm not the only one that's going to be bringing a message to you today. We're going to have um, a couple testifying. I thought it was interesting that Josh used uh, Revelation 12:11 because uh, he didn't know what I was going to use as my opening scripture, but it is that scripture. Uh, Revelation 12, it's a, it's a great scripture. If you go back in Revelation and read the verse before that, what it says is that, you know, the accuser of the brethren that accuses men and women day and night is being thrown down and it says they triumphed over him by the testimony that they gave by the word of their testimony and by what the blood of the lamb so we have this testimony do you know that that we know what the word testimony means as christians we we use that word a lot but do you know the secular world doesn't know a lot about that word? They, they don't use it a lot of times. But, but a word they do use is to testify, right? They know what that means. If, if you go into a court of law, you put your hand on, on, on something, I guess maybe they don't do that anymore, but you have to testify what? The truth. You have to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but, but the truth, so help you God. And so we have this this word testify and actually testify and testimony are the same thing okay when when we bring a testimony to the power of god in our lives we are testifying to the truth of that and and so the, a testimony or when we testify is always it's something true it's something personal it's something that we declare is in fact the truth of any matter so today we're going to hear a testimony from Dave and Sheila Bergel. I'm going to ask them to come on up. And this is a testimony to the faithfulness, to the power, to the forgiveness of a mighty God. So the word of God says that we are to proclaim his marvelous works. And uh, so what we're about to hear in no uncertain terms, is a marvelous work. Hi, guys. I got to, can you back up just a bit, Dave, so I can see your lovely wife? Just a little bit. That's perfect. I'm sorry, whoever can't see, but uh, you'll be able to hear. So, this is Dave and Sheila Berglund. You may know them. You especially know Dave. By the way, we never knew Dave could sing. Isn't that amazing? So, that, I thought that, I mean, you know, with the beard and the way he looks and everything, you just wouldn't think he sings. <laughs> But, uh, but it was amazing. He does sing. 
Uh, and just so you'll know, Sheila is very excited. She thinks she's nervous, but actually she's excited. My wife would always tell me that. I get nervous before I speak sometimes, and she would always say, Ed, you're not nervous, you're excited. So I said, wow, if this is the way excitement feels, I'd rather not be excited. But anyway, Sheila's excited. Uh, you have been coming to Shiloh for? for uh, 11 years. 11 years. 2007. 2007. Yeah. Easter 2007. You're on, say hello to everybody. Easter. Yes, there we go. So 11 and a half years. And uh, how long have you been married? This October will be 14 years. 14 years. Wow, that's pretty cool. So tell me, I'm going to go back now you've been married for 10 years, okay? So characterize your marriage uh, after 10 years. Well, I think, I mean, we had a great marriage. Um, we, uh, we met at work. We worked together for the first seven years of our marriage, um, which was uh, challenging, but also I felt like a lot of fun. I hear a lot of people say that they can't uh, work with their spouse, but that we didn't know anything different because we met there, we got married while we were there, and we worked together for a whole bunch of years. Um, but we were best friends. We were, uh, you know, we, we did everything together. We always did. We do the shopping together. We just, we do the cleaning together. Everything is, we've just always done together. I think that maybe that stems from us working together. We just, we coalesced. It, it, it really uh, was a, we didn't fight. Uh, I, we, we were thinking about this last night, and we, we can't think of a, a fight that we had a knockdown drag out fight we just didn't have them we disagreed of course but we just we didn't fight we didn't argue Sheila how would you characterize it the same like we had a really great marriage um, never saw anything in a million years going wrong <laughs> all right so do you agree that you didn't fight yeah, we didn't we didn't fight wow there's hope honey there's hope <laughs> Wow. So, 10 years of marriage, never a fight, work together, shop together, all the kinds of things that married people do. But four years ago, something really changed for, in a very dramatic way. You're supposed to get emotional, not me. <laughs> um, so Dave, um, I know this, this has been something we've kind of said, Lord, let this testimony come when, when it's your timing. First of all, you guys had to be ready for this. Um, so we've decided, or you've decided, that this is that time. So, Dave, four years ago, what happened? 2015. We entered 2015. We, uh, we were in our mid-30s, and we were empty nesters, which is odd. But... Uh, for people in our mid-30s, but everything up to that point was about our son. Um, I mean, it was about us. We, we worked well together. We did everything together, but we, it was, he was there, and um, it, it was a strained relationship with, with my, it was my stepson, but, you know, we had a, we had a good relationship, and uh, when he left, there, this sadness kind of crept in, um, and mostly because we had always wanted a child together, and we didn't get that. Um, it, it, never, it never happened for us, and, and I allowed that to 
to really kind of take hold. And I didn't try to fill that back up with God. I, I allowed that to, 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 to be this overwhelming feeling in my life. I stopped reading the Word every day. I would dabble here and there, but I just didn't spend any time in the Word. I didn't really find any value in it anymore. And then, and this is, this is really hard to, to, to talk about, but I met somebody. It was a, it was a vendor through my, uh, my company, former vendor now, um, who had three kids. And it started off innocently enough where she was going through something and, and needed some help with, and I'm, I'm just somebody who's going to, you know, if you need help, I'm going to come help you. And, and I offered that, but in that, I never told Sheila about her. And I spent some time over there uh, hanging out with the kids and helping her with some things here and there, and then began the emotional affair where we started talking about things and talking about my marriage and and talking about my feelings and those are those things that you're only supposed to confide in with God and your wife and I started confiding in somebody else and that emotional affair turned into a physical one and it just started to that 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 sadness that was there turned into this physical relationship with somebody that was not my wife and i just collapsed i i i held it together for a period of time um through the uh the fall of 2015 and uh january 1st 2016, I uh, packed up and left. You went to the store and I didn't the come store. back. Thank you. I went to the store and didn't come back. And uh, a couple days later, I packed up and left. Thank you. And uh, so, so began this 2016 of um, most of 2016 was not spent with my wife. So let me, let me interrupt you there. So Sheila, you've had this marriage that, as far as you were concerned, there was nothing wrong. Um, when did you find out that Dave was actually having an affair? Um, not till January 21st. Okay. So nothing, nothing prepares you for something like this. Mm. Nothing. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're like us thinking nothing will ever go wrong with your marriage. Nothing prepares you for this. It doesn't matter how much you were in the word, how much you would church, attend church. Nothing prepares you for the tidal wave of sorrow that hits you when something like this happens. But I will say, um, back in 
the fall of 2015, we saw a war room together. Um, even though I thought our marriage was fine, I was prompted to go to the war room study, the Bible study, the Armor of God war room Bible study. Mm. God had me preparing <laughs> for something I didn't know was coming. After Christmas, I started putting prayer cards in my closet. <laughs> I don't know if any of you have seen the movie, but mm. you change your closet into a prayer closet, and you put prayer cards up praying for your marriage. And I started doing that not knowing even what was happening, what mm. was going to happen. So, so looking back, God was in it even then. So this is kind of a silly question, I guess, in some regards, but... You know, you, you mentioned that this, this sorrow, the, but, but how did you feel? I, I know that this is still very real to you, even though it's a number of years later. As you found that out, just describe that, that moment as best you can. In that moment, okay, so let me just tell you, there was 20 days I was waiting for the truth to come and wondering if he was okay. Um, and where he was. All he would tell me was he was depressed and um, that he was with a friend. So, you know, nothing stops in life. Work goes on. Everybody else, you know, goes on with their lives. And it felt like kind of slow motion But um, during that time. But, you know, when he came over the night of the January 21st after work and told me the truth... Immediately, I felt God's grace covering me, just physically covering me. Um, and just to clarify, God's grace is, it, it didn't protect me or prevent me from feeling every emotion and every thought, but it helped me tremendously with my response to what was happening. That's an interesting point. What was your response? I was very careful with what I said um, and how I acted and how I treated. I, I respected and, and I do and I, and I love Dave and that didn't change and I didn't act out everything I was feeling. Yeah, and I, I had the the pleasure actually of, of observing this fairly close up, not as close up as uh, obviously as some, but, uh, but it, was, it was a time where, I mean, it, it was clear to me, Sheila, that the Lord was holding you up because you weren't reacting the normal way that a wife would react, you know, and I, I didn't know about the war room. So that gives a little bit of an answer of, of how you were able to hang in there. Um, imagine your husband just disappearing for three weeks or two and a half weeks and, and not knowing where he is and, and all the rest of that. I know you were in a small group and they went into major action. They chased you <laughs> and prayed for you. So that was a... That was a uh... So Dave, how long were you in this uh, affair before you at that point made a decision to come back and to, to repent and turn around? You remember? So there was actually multiple times that I came back. Four. I, I, you know, a lot of that I've, I've kind of blocked out. Um, I came back four times. And 
I had never committed. I, I'd never committed to coming back. I, something would happen, and, and I felt like I should go back, but I, I'd never fully embraced God's forgiveness. I, I, I felt, <laughs> how could she ever forgive me? How could God forgive me? How could I face my family, my friends, my church family again? Um, I had cut off so, almost everybody. Um, you know, I had small group brothers chasing me down and calling me, and I wouldn't answer. Pastor Ed showed up at my work. Um, but I didn't fully receive forgiveness. I couldn't. And um, it was an extremely, extremely hard time for me. Um, I, my health suffered everything. I, I, she, she saw me and said I looked like death. So um, it was, I mean, it was, it was just a, a really, really bad time. Um, so it, it took till October. So from the time I left January till October. October 2nd. We had made an arrangement to sit down and um, talk about divorce. And the house, she had put the house on the market, I believe, at that point. She, hand, she gave me my bills. We chatted about what the next steps were. And unbeknownst to me, she, uh, she put a, uh, a card I had given her on our 10th anniversary, in with all my stuff. I want to stop you there. Yeah. I, want to, I want you to come right back to that. Yeah, though. So Sheila, back gone, back gone, back gone, four times. You know he's living with another woman, having an affair with that other woman, four times. What's up? I mean, what, what are you going through at this point in time? What's, what's, what's happening? So I didn't give up hope. I, um, but I'm a realist, so yeah, I prepared. Um, I remember sitting on the porch one night, just looking at the stars and asking God, what is your plan? Could you just please tell me? <laughs> um, what do you want me to do, you know? And I, I felt God answer me with a question, do I have a say? And it just hit me different. Like, our marriage was built on Jesus Christ. We always um, considered our marriage a union of three, not two, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I answered, yes, you do have a say. <laughs> um, so the door was left slightly cracked open. <laughs> mm. um, and, yeah. What kind of advice were you getting at this point from pretty much everyone around you? It was a mixed bag. It was definitely, people were just tired of hear, seeing me, you know, hurting repeatedly, hearing that, you know, it happened again. And, um, but then there were those who were very encouraging and those who came out of the woodworks to share their stories with me uh, and just encourage me that, and, and you <laughs> never, you know, never wanted me to give up entirely, you know. Um, 
but you know ultimately everybody loved the two of us as a couple I heard everyone's heart breaking for both mm -hmm. of us and my I guess my hope just shifted in those days it was more of a God save my marriage and I mean less of a God save my marriage even though I wanted it to happen but more of a God save Dave because I saw the destructive path he was heading down See, and that's a key issue here because of that war room and because of her marriage being set on Christ instead of becoming angry bitter resentful um, she her heart broke for her husband who she knew was was in a very 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 terrible spot and uh, that's God when you can do that I do quite a bit of marriage counseling and that's not the normal reaction from most people unless they are really grounded in Christ and in the word so Dave go back the card so and I have the card so she she slips this card in that I'd given her on our 10th anniversary so he asked to meet to discuss the terms of our divorce yeah. on October 2nd, 2016. We met at Shorty's in Bedford oh. and talked about our divorce the whole time. He bought me a drink <laughs> um, and I handed him his file with his mail and his bills. He didn't know that I had also slipped something into, into that I'm not one for cards. I never have been. Um, I don't save them. Um, so if you give me one, it's probably going to be gone pretty quick. But Sheila saves them. And not all of them, but she saves them. The important ones. She didn't realize how important. Um, I just made this. I printed it off at work. And I generally like to write things in the cards. Um, so this is what I wrote on our 10th anniversary. Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, just want to add, our 10th anniversary, he had actually wanted to renew our vows and do, like, a big thing. And I kind of didn't want all the fuss. I was like, why spend the money, you know? And this, so this is why he wrote his, you know, kind of his vows in our 10th anniversary. So it says, happy 10th anniversary. I love you with all my heart. I love you more every day. Your loving husband, Dave. And then I wrote some vows. <clears throat> I, David, take you, Sheila, to be my companion forever. With you by my side, I will never be alone. Though the world sees a strong and independent woman, I've never known so much, someone with such gentle grace and a more, more pure heart. When I've been lost, you've always been there to bring me back. So on this day, at this moment, I pledge the rest of my life to you. You You've always believed in me, and I believe in you. When you believe in someone, it's not for a minute or just for now. It's forever. Dave didn't realize that he had asked me to meet on our 12th anniversary. He didn't remember it was our anniversary that year. I read that that night I believe and it was the t 
tidal wave. This seemingly, it's just a piece of paper with some words on it that she had saved a couple of years prior. I asked her why she put it in there. I texted her that and it was 11 o'clock at night. I said I couldn't throw it away. I had gone through the whole house. He had picked up all of his stuff and I couldn't throw that away. So this, this was that piece that I needed to actually find the forgiveness from, from God, to know that she still did love me. And that began, I, I didn't, it, it just began the process. But it took until October 31st when we had been chatting throughout that month a little bit and I'd finally made the decision. I'm done with this life. I'm done with all of this. I want my wife back. I want my family back. I want my marriage back. I want... I, I wanted... I, I needed that in my life. That was, it was, you know, the old, the old saying where you, you glue two pieces together, two pieces of paper together, and you can't separate them out without there being damage. And we were both now damaged from what I had done. And I felt as though that day, that October 31st, November 1st, I moved everything out of where I was, cut off ties, moved everything to a storage unit, but I didn't go home. After advisement with Pastor Ed and Sheila, we, I, I moved back to my mom's house, which I hadn't lived in for many, many years. I lived in the freezing cold attic. But for that period of time, we spent we dated. While we waited for the house to close, we continued that process and we wanted a fresh start. So we, we, did, I, we did not move back in together until December 26th. 26th was when we closed on the house. Wow. What would you tell somebody? Because you're not the only couple that goes through these things. So you learned a lot of things. What would your advice be to someone sitting out here that is finding themselves being attracted in a direction they shouldn't be? Sheila. I learned there is a whole new level of forgiveness out there that I didn't know existed. Um, and I learned that God's place is first. where I think sometimes we intend that, but I really think Dave's place was first before. Um, and I definitely learned that's not the order. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, invest in this church community, invest in a small group, invest in Bible study, in your marriage, and pray 
pray for marriages, pray for your spouse, pray for your pastors, because they're awesome. <laughs> um, I journaled a lot. I needed a place for all of my emotions and thoughts and experiences to go that was outside of me. And prepping for today, um, over the past couple days, looking back at my journal and our texts and whatnot, it really just blows me away because I thought, wow, God, mm. there's so much hope in those pages and in those texts. There's, that was you. <laughs> it's mm. all God. I think that was powerful for me to read. We, 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 I didn't read all of her journal, but we, she shared passages with me and to hear what she was writing. She loved me through this whole process. She may not have been happy with me, but she loved me. Mm. True. People loved me through all of this, through the multiple times I, I left and came back, through the hurtful things I said. But I, I would echo what you said. She can't be my number one. God is number one in our marriage, and then she comes second, mm -hmm. and then but together, we're one. It's it's an interesting dynamic, but that's how it works. And guys, you need to protect yourself. You need to put up guards in place. We went through the Iron Sharpens Iron. I've gone to Iron Sharpens Iron. We've been through all kinds of series here at Shiloh, but I didn't keep them up. Mm -hmm. I let my guard down. It's that, cast, it's that Casting Crown song, The Slow Fade. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. It wasn't one specific thing. It was just little things. And being, coming to, coming from, I, I never... People said to me, I, I, it, it was completely out of character for me. It was just, all of this happened was just not me. But I had allowed, I had, I had pushed God out and allowed the enemy in. And it was the most painful thing that I've ever experienced in my life. And I hurt a lot of people. First and foremost, I hurt God. Secondly, I hurt Sheila. But saying that, I, I have found forgiveness from him, from her, mm. from a lot of people. <laughs> and uh, you, you, we need to protect our marriages. We need, to, um, we need to pray together. We need to talk about things. If something's coming up, talk about it. Don't just let it go, even if it's little. Little things can become the big things. Mm, amen. All right. Can you read that scripture real quick? Yeah. You're going to read the scripture? I'm going to, well, I'm not going to preach Maybe too long not. on. This just really helped me. It's something that, oh, okay, I'll read it. Jeremiah 17, 8. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You are released to a great marriage. Woo!
So I have three minutes and a 20-minute message. Only kidding. So one of the scriptures, you know you have those scriptures that you just, they mean a lot to you, just like I talked about songs. So one of those scriptures for me is, is in Proverbs 4.23. And it says, above all else. I think that's really important when we read the word of God and it says, above all else. It says that we're to guard our hearts. We're to guard our hearts above all else. For out of it, the Darby says, are the issues of life. God's word says, out of it, your life flows. Flip the next one. Above everything else, guard your heart for it's the car, it is the source of consequences. Everything flows out of it, the NIV. So I... I have another translation, it's called the P.E. translation. That's Pastor Ed, okay? And it says this, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it spring the issues of life. And what Dave found himself in was something that sprung on him at one moment because he planted a lot of bad seeds. But most of all, he didn't guard his heart. And, and for the most part, that is what leads almost everyone. See, God gave us this amazing ability to have affections, to have passions. It, it's a unique human thing. And, and it's a great thing. But you see, it also can be something the enemy uses. Go back to Adam and Eve. What was their passion? Their passion was that beautiful looking fruit that would what? Give them equality with God. See, they let their heart open to this enemy's words and said, wow, there's something better than what God has for me. There's something better. And, and from there, just to bring it up to, to 2018, we can have passions that go the wrong way. I don't care who you are. Dave was, a, as far as I was concerned, a godly man, had a great marriage. I mean, it freaked us out when this happened. I mean, if you were to say to me, pick the top five people that you think will never have a marriage problem, Dave would have been on that list. And I watched a wife that guarded her heart every moment to keep her from going where many wives would be understandably led to go. I mean, some of the things Dave said were hurtful to her. He was never mean and, and, and vindictive, but, but things that no wife should ever have to hear from their husband. And she guarded her heart even then. So this whole idea of guarding our hearts, letting it... See, there's always a gain and always a loss that's going to come, one or the other, when we allow our heart to go out. When, when Christ... When, when God the Father was willing to let Christ go to the cross, there was a tremendous loss for him. But many times, when, when our heart goes out, there can be both. In his case, it was a great loss that his only son was crucified. But in the good side of that, he gained access to us, which is what he wanted. I want to encourage you today to think about this. Where does your heart go? It doesn't have to be a relationship, by the way. It can be things. It can be aspirations and goals that get in the way of tending to our family and tending to our wife. It can be anything where you have this great desire, you have this need for it. If, if it's prayer and it's being in God's word, most of the time that's going to be cool. But watch out. You know, every affair starts out with this. Hi, what's your name? It starts out so innocuous. 
And, and after a while, I hear this, well, she or he understands me so much more than my spouse. Seriously, you know, just stay with them for a couple of years and you'll find out that's not true. Okay, it never turns out that way. So guard our hearts. As Christians, guard our hearts. For out of it come all the issues of life. So the question today is, where do you need to guard your heart? Where have you let your passions, your emotions, your desires, your thoughts? Because if it's not, at least in a significant way, God's word, the scriptures just before Proverbs uh, 4.23 says that we are attend to his word, we are attend to his words. We're to grab onto those because they're life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So I want to pray because I know there are people here today you're sitting here thinking, you know, this area of my life or that, it's become more than it should. It's not where I should be. I haven't guarded my heart here. So I'm going to encourage you, pull it back. Pull it back and put those walls up and protect yourself. There came a point where Dave made that decision to pull that all back in again. And I pray to God and I believe <laughs> that God will never take you away again, Dave. I mean, you've experienced what it's like on the other side of those decisions. So Father, I pray right now for those in this room. I pray especially for those that, that would listen to this testimony and would be convicted, but also be hopeful. That's my, that's my prayer, Lord, that you would convict some in this room. Maybe it's, their, maybe it's hatred, anger, or resentment against someone. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a coworker, but they've allowed their emotions, they've unguarded their heart to get this bitterness. Maybe it is an actual other person that they have found themselves befriending at a level beyond where they should be. Maybe it's a, a hobby or a habit or a something, Lord, that has taken them away from your calling. As we heard Dave, Father, he stopped reading his word. He stopped praying. He stopped having that spiritual connection. So thank you, Father. Thank you for their testimony about small groups and churches that help to hold us accountable. But Father, I pray for that one or more than one today that you would convict and convince and give them hope that they can turn. I ask this in your precious holy name, Lord Jesus. And all the saints said, amen. Dave and Sheila, thank you for your openness and, and your honesty. If you're struggling through something today and you want to lay it down right here, right now, come on up. We'll pray with you. We'd love to do that. Otherwise, God bless you. Have a wonderful Sunday.